We all misbehave sometimes Wanna change the world Indulge in some bad behaviour Hello and welcome to Bad Behaviour. My name is Nicola. And my name is Rosalind. This episode is a little different. Due to recent events, we've been having a lot of conversations with fellow white people around racism and white allyship. We weren't sure how we could use our platform to positively contribute to the discussion. Most of what we wanted to say has been said better than we could and by people of colour. This episode has come from conversations with our family and friends and the themes and questions that regularly came up. We were sometimes caught out with what to respond. We instinctively knew we didn't agree, but we weren't sure how to frame our answers. This episode is meant as a resource for our fellow white allies to help start the conversation. If you have someone who has asked these questions or struggles to answer them, share this with them to start. If you want to learn more about race, Black Lives Matter, or to delve deeper into concepts like white privilege and white fragility, we have some resources linked on our Instagram and on our website. We should not rely on people of colour to educate us. We have a responsibility to educate ourselves. This is just a way to get you started having the uncomfortable conversations that we need to have. So let's go through a few questions. Number one, I believe all lives matter. Let's use an analogy to show you how all lives matter is not constructive and completely beside the point. We should save the Amazon. Well, actually, I think we should save all forests. Okay. Well, I believe all forests have value, but the Amazon is at risk right now in a big way, which has worldwide impacts. We need to save the Amazon, and talking about all forests means we can't be specific to the Amazon's needs. Black Lives Matter is not dismissing other lives. It's pointing out that black lives are at risk. We need to make sure that people of colour know that while we will never understand the oppression that they face, we stand in solidarity and recognise that injustice. As a white person, if you feel excluded or uncomfortable by the phrase Black Lives Matter, marginalised groups feel that every day and to a life-threatening extent. All Lives Matter dismisses the specific injustices faced by people of colour. All lives can't matter until black lives do. Number two, why would people rally when there is a global pandemic? We should not be conflating the pandemic and Black Lives Matter. They are not competing issues. In both coronavirus and Black Lives Matter, lives are at risk. We can expect people to maintain social distancing at a rally. We can't expect them not to care. Organisers of rallies and protests across the world have been advising people to social distance, wear masks and use hand sanitizer. They are not ignoring the implications of public gatherings in the time of corona. We have been ignoring deaths in custody for far too long. To make real change, we need to act now. Number three, it's inappropriate to use the word murder when people die in incarceration after they've committed a crime. Okay, so let's talk definitions here. There are three degrees of murder. First degree murder is the unlawful, premeditated killing of one human being by another. Second degree murder is intentional murder, but impulsive and not planned. Third degree murder is a little trickier as it means different things in different countries and states. It's sometimes interchangeable with manslaughter. If we're talking about the death of a human because of actions taken by another human due to neglect, provocation or any other reason, we're allowed to use 
the word murder. In fact, we should expect media outlets to use the word murder more instead of killing or death because death in custody do not happen spontaneously. There is a lack of care for human life. That is murder. We can argue the degree later. Incidents of police brutality are not isolated. It is part of the culture on which the police force was built. People of colour die in custody in much larger numbers than white people. Being a police officer should never excuse brutality. Number four. White people have problems too. I'm not privileged. I had to work hard for what I've got. Acknowledging your white privilege and working hard for what you have are not mutually exclusive. White privilege is a societal advantage that comes from being part of a race that holds power. It makes your life a lot easier and you wouldn't notice the benefits unless the privilege was taken away. It is irrespective of other factors including gender, sex, wealth and class. If you are white... It is a fact that you will have benefited from a system built on white supremacy. Acknowledging your privilege is choosing not to be a silent, complicit witness to that system. As white people, we have been socialised into this system since birth. As we do not personally experience institutionalised oppression due to our race, it can be hard to understand. That does not mean it doesn't exist, and it doesn't invalidate any struggle you've had in your life. All it means is that your struggle wasn't made harder because of your race. Number five, but posting on social media is performative and isn't going to change anything. You're right. Social media without legislative action and social change isn't going to stop racism. Racism is systemic and institutionalised. However, humans are social beings. We care about and talk about things that our friends care and talk about. You never know who is seeing your social media feed. Perhaps one of your white family members or friends will consider racism in a new way because of what you posted. Social media is how a lot of people, especially young people, get their news on current events. It's an easy way to start learning and sharing. Perhaps it feels performative, but it's a really great place to start. Plus, it's a way to amplify people of colour's voices and stay accountable and connected to our continual anti-racism journey. Number six. I'm not racist and my family hasn't done anything wrong. Why is it my responsibility? Desmond Tutu said, If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. It's not okay to just not be racist. We have to be actively anti-racist. As white people, we should be aware enough to understand that our lives were built on a racist history. Our music, wealth, institutions, opportunities, neighbourhoods, you name it, are influenced by it. If we can acknowledge our history and that our lives are built on the decisions of the past, then it is our responsibility to be aware of the injustices others face because of our ancestors. Racism is a spectrum, from silence to violence. By acknowledging our mistakes, from microaggressions to subconscious bias, we can become forces for good, rather than propagating this inequality. Number seven, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. I respect all humans. By choosing not to see color, you are ignoring the systemic racism and genocide that our country was built on and the experiences that people of color have had due to systemic oppression. While often meant well, so-called color blindness ignores a person of color's culture, history and everything in between. It erases parts of their identity. 
This idealised sentiment of a world where colour doesn't mean anything is far from our reality and dismisses the work that we still need to do. Number eight. How do I call out racism effectively? I don't want to be rude or aggressive and I'm scared my family will be mad. As a white person, it's our responsibility to call out racism. The discomfort you feel bringing it up is nothing to the discomfort people of colour feel every day. There are ways to do it that are constructive. It's not rude to start a conversation with someone on points you disagree. You've probably done it many times. This one is just harder because it's easy to feel defensive and attacked. Come from a place of sympathy. We're all on a learning journey. Aggression doesn't work. People need to feel heard in order to listen. Ask them their thoughts on what you're saying. Use it as a starting point. Most people genuinely want to be thought of as kind, open-minded and up-to-date. Calling someone out should not be intended to shame people, but to allow them to gain understanding. We all make mistakes and let's embrace the idea that people can change. Make sure to follow up with resources made or written by people of colour, for having this conversation is just the beginning. We hope this is a useful resource for you, your family and your friends. What questions have come up for you in these conversations? What would you answer differently? Let's talk about it. Email us, message us on Insta. We're not experts, we just want to start the conversation. Share it around. Identify people in your life that need to start somewhere. Maybe hear the answers to some of these questions. Check out the anti-racist resources we have linked in our Instagram and further information on our website. This is the beginning of an anti-racist journey and we need to keep up the momentum that this movement has built. Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter.